be a tortoise get your shell ready get your shield there don't use it but carry a helmet because there are both types that exist you will get a cuddleable dog or puppy that you can take into your bed and the puppy will keep your feet warm but you can't do that with a snake and say what a cute snakey <laughs> take it to the bed then you and the snake can go to the bed together but only one will get up Samriti, welcome you back after so so long on the Mashi Ali podcast. But before anything else, I would like to sincerely apologize for not uploading anything for the past two weeks because actually there was a lot going on and I wasn't well. So please forgive us for that. But the good news is that I'm back with a bash for you this time with one of our most amazing talks with our next gem. So thank you for tuning in to episode two of season one. cozy hours I promise I'm here for you today with our next precious gem who's none another than Mr. Yadav Mehra. Mr. Yadav Mehra is an MBA who after several years in challenging and successful corporate career made a conscious decision to pursue his swadharma, his own nature and calling. He realized that though he was achieving the best sales and collection targets, efficiently running big teams, keeping his people highly motivated and inspired, rising up the corporate ladder and earning the associated rewards traveling and getting well exposed his heart somewhere was in what came most naturally to him and what he enjoyed the most which was training of course so he took a bold decision of putting in his paper without deep pockets or a short business and apart from the tough time which initially everyone faces on going off the beaten track He has found his new profession deeply fulfilling and this gives me immense pleasure to tell you all today that Yadav sir has such a captivating personality and is so skilled in his profession that he has a repeat business with almost all his clients. Welcome to you, Yadavson. I'm highly obliged that you took out your valuable time to show your kind presence at our podcast and to guide the youth of today with the incredible pieces of advices coming from someone like you. Thank you, thank you very much, uh, Samriti, for uh, warmly welcoming me and uh, going through my background so well. Such a pleasure uh, to be here uh, in. in the company of people who are doing all of this in addition to what they are doing at the core level in their uh, life so along with college along with being uh, multilingual along with learning french along with literature what again what yeah. in india <laughs> that you, you studied about me so well 
yeah. I mean, uh, you do all of this over studies, and me in my times, we used to watch these, um, you know, VP movies and feel sad about how hard <laughs> they had to work. Yeah. And here is this new India, which is sporting around, playing around, serving around, CSRing around, studying around, traveling around. Oh my. So I, I really think that uh, the next 10-20 years for our country, for your lives, are going to be full of uh, a lot of highs, mm-hmm. though a lot of psychological, emotional, relational challenges as well because yeah. <laughs> it is going to be a bad, bad, glad, sad kind of a world. That's that's very well done. Thank you so much for studying about me so well. It's not just the young generation that does its homework. Thanks to user-friendly digital world that we can do a little bit of googling about you people as well. And my congratulations to you on uh, and your team on doing the first podcast so 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 well. Thank you so much for that. So, so yeah, this is the very first thing that would tickle everybody's mind who will be coming to know about you is that how did you exactly find your own nature and calling? Like how you exactly managed to find your own Swadharma? Okay, so slightly long story. So I tell me when I have gone on for too long. I'll try to keep it short. See, mm-hmm. uh, what happens is that in your life, you know, by the time you're 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, uh, there are certain patterns that you are um, displaying, uh, certain tendencies, um, certain aspects of your personality which keep coming up during the course of action. So I'm not talking about, uh, you know, that I like watching movies or I like watching Tintin comics. But you'll see tendencies in people. Do they are they detail oriented? Are they people oriented? Uh, will they help others like Akash? Akash has got a you know heart of gold and such a large-hearted fellow. He's helping everyone <laughs> around. These tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> Person like you will display tendencies like empathetic, interpersonal, understanding the other person well. So likewise, I had certain tendencies of uh, three words, learn, simplify, share, learn, simplify, share, learn, simplify, share. So right from childhood, I was a kind of a mediocre student. Uh, So I took longer to learn. And I don't know whether I was mediocre or I had mediocre teachers. The good part was that uh, you teach me Uh, how to volley well in tennis, I'll learn, then I'll simplify it, which means that I'll unbundle it, deconstruct it and share. You teach me how to chop onions fast, I'll learn, simplify, share. You teach me a dance step, I'll learn, simplify, share. You teach me bank reconciliation statement. When I was doing commerce in 11th and 12th, I'll learn, simplify, share. Now, this was a natural trait in me. And... uh, you know, in my career, I did my BCom honors and then MBA and then got into a multinational job. And in that multinational job, I was doing very well. And uh, But what happens in life is that sooner or later, everyone has to come across a shakuni boss, some kind of crooks, creeps and dastards or uh, whatever. So I came across mine and I was not prepared for my Gurukul or uh, my MBA had not really taught me how to handle the vicious <laughs> and uh, the vicious people are part of life. So 
I failed miserably and uh, when I was dealing with this boss I got a bit disillusioned in life and I thought that I'll let me get out of the corporate sector because it's too much of buck up and suck up that was happening uh, I got along well with all my bosses barring one who was quite a wicked fellow <laughs> I quit the corporate sector and I thought let me do in life what will uh, give me passion purpose and passion Yeah. You know these are the three things that the youth of today is looking at the three Ps are passion purpose passion and what is passion passion is something where you look forward to monday mornings rather than friday evenings you know you look forward to work rather than you look forward to vacation and that in sanskrit is called swadharam so i i wanted to be in a profession which would be very enjoyable and second is that i wanted money which is passion and the third P was purpose because i had heard that if you serve people then it becomes a fuel for you know growth and you naturally want to do it uh, but it didn't all turn out to be that way so i quit the corporate sector and i went to himachal pradesh and i thought i will make a profession out of teaching little children liberal education and uh, what is liberal education it's a uh, giving education to students on weekends and vacation uh, which is interesting which yeah. is lovely which is wonderful which is magical which is playful when children see a river i'll teach them potential energy when they see a waterfall i'll teach them geography when they see rocks so i got out of the corporate sector and i got into teaching that to children to fill up the hole in my soul because i had not enjoyed my education So I thought I re-educate myself in trigonometry, geometry, fractal geometry, teach children, and relearn and live in the Devdar forest. Unfortunately, that also backfired because I because I failed in what I specialized in, which was marketing and sales. So I couldn't sell this uh, weird, novel, crazy ideas to schools. and uh, then money is a reality in life so i came from the hills back to the plains almost looking for a job but at that time someone was looking for a trainer and uh, he said uh, that can you train our people and i said i could try so uh, it was luck by chance and they wanted some program on uh, selling skills and i was i'm by qualification a marketing and sales person So uh, I I did my first training workshop in teaching people how to sell, and then I realized what a lovely profession. I just have to talk, they have to do, and I make money. And I said, <laughs> "Wow!" Training was I thought it was all about talking, but then uh, one thing led to another. I had hundred clients, worked in thirty forty countries over the last twenty five years, and I realized that these subjects like interviewing skills, team building skills, leadership skills, entrepreneurial skills. uh communication skills uh articulation skills assertiveness skills negotiation skills personal branding branding these are all life skills something yeah and i kept doing work with uh, these clients and kept learning and then i realized that training is mostly about learning rather than teaching and uh, i think by nature i'm a bit of a sponge uh, the purpose of my life is learning laughter and warmth and i i was fortunate enough to get into a profession which was my passion uh, paisa also came 
but uh, the purpose part maybe i can talk a little bit later because i have given a very long answer to your very short question <laughs> no <laughs> yeah no that was that was an interesting story that was an interesting story let me ask you that what subject do you do and uh, how is it aligned to your passion purpose spesa and how did you get into whatever you gotten into okay so uh, yeah this uh, i'm a literature student and i study english and french um to be honest back when i chose my subject i wasn't even planning to get into what i've got into right now it was just that i followed my heart and took literature because it interests me a lot it engages me a lot i love how literature talks about the way of life it talks about emotions about feelings about expressing yourself recognizing your feelings acknowledging your feelings um it talks about connections relationships freedoms and i mean i can go on with the list um and you know if you see if you kind of like connect the dots to what i'm doing right now through our initiative um we are basically trying to encourage people to talk about their feelings their emotions recognizing them be mindful of them and acknowledge their thoughts so i think it definitely is related to my passion purpose and pesa i definitely do think so i mean you want to ask the next question or i ask the next question okay so the next question comes from me and this is based on the article that i was reading the other day and it basically talked about how it's the journey of the smallest things that have the most impact on our life like the people we talk to the books we read the songs we listen to how we talk to people and even how we tend to spend our leisure time and i feel this is so true because we got to be aware of the smallest of actions and how it can impact us and the people around us So I think we should at least try to be aware of smallest actions because they turn into something bigger sooner or later and I would really like to know what do you think about it So life is actually uh, you know it's been defined uh, a lot of times life is just a stream of experiences it's like a river of experiences Right and uh, uh, the definition of an experience is uh, there is an experiencer and there is an experienced so this is as per definition by swami parthasarthi he mentions that uh, in sanskrit it is called anubhav dhara so there is anubhav and there is a dhara that is going on so one experience to another so after this call we will move into another experience and after that another experience and uh, a lot of times we cannot control what is experienced but we can control the experiencer that is us so i completely agree with you that it is in the small things it is in each one of the smaller experiences that we get to optimize life uh for example uh the smallest of things that if people are looking for a mental relief let's say someone is stressed now how can you find a relief you could find relief through a, a youtube or you could find relief in watching badminton or playing badminton now the small experience could be it you could be talking about passive leisure or you could be talking about active leisure what is active leisure where you put in the effort so between playing tennis and watching tennis 
research says that playing tennis gives you more pleasure so i think the detail in small things is that are you able to engage yourselves deeply in the smallest of experiences so while the pain of creating a podcast will be greater the joy and the satisfaction of creating the podcast will be greater than just listening to the podcast both will have happinesses and if you were to ask me about the small things that might have impacted my life i don't know whether that was a question that you were asking yeah um, i think there are small things happening almost all the time in life and uh, it's so important like i was in switzerland once and i was going to this place called jungfrau so it's the highest train journey and i was sitting next to a teacher who teaches in switzerland and uh, i got chatting and the moment i came to know that she's a she's a teacher then obviously the sponge in me wanted to ask all the questions about <laughs> how do the swiss teach and uh, i'm giving you an example of how a small incident shaped up my mind and this would have been some 8 10 years back and i was teaching in a particular way so i asked the 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 swiss teacher i asked her how is your education different in switzerland from other countries so she gave me an example of little children in preschool and uh, you know kindergarten or standard 1 or 2 and she said that in swiss schools uh, they believe that early enough they need to give the child a lot of responsibility which means the child gets her homework one week in advance so it's just a little child you know 3 4 years old and the child is told that in the next 7 days you have to collect a dead insect you don't have to kill it you have to collect a leaf you have to go and say hello to us a neighbor you have to help at home okay so and uh, so i said wow so you people are teaching the child to emotionally take care of themselves and not just be a mama's boy or a mama's girl for the rest of your life so early and i said wow so i continued with the conversation and i said so then what happens she says when the child comes back to the school we ask the child to self assess her homework which means you can give either a smiley or you could give a reverse smiley which is a frown or you could give a flat face which is neutral <laughs> so so the child now has to assess her own homework first the child gets independence now the child has to assess it so typical indian mind i have so i asked the swiss teacher that uh, what if the child falsely scores herself which means you give higher marks for a mediocre homework right so you give yourself a smiley whereas actually you've not done justice to the homework and uh, so and typically you know a, a person from india will ask because our mind is working overtime on on those things at least mine was and guess what the answer was what is it that she said they do in their school the child has sweetly cutely lied the child has wrongly assessed herself the child did not do the homework but the child gave herself a smile what will the teacher 
do in her school okay if it were a typical indian school then maybe the child would be trashed or his parents would be called or something of that <laughs> but i'm pretty sure it's different over there yes it is and uh, i'm just giving you an example of how small things end up changing uh, your life and this is a holiday happening and uh, you're just chatting and there is snow around and she is also equally interested in education just like i am maybe she also like learn simplify share maybe that's her uh, her dna her swadharam and uh, so uh, i so they don't do that they don't trash it uh, they don't call the parents and thanks for saying that obviously that is not the answer that is why i'm asking the question yeah. and uh, i was really happily shocked at their answer the teacher said that when the child misassesses herself or overassesses herself the teacher said we do nothing which means that there is no reward or penalty for misreporting misjudging misassessing misevaluating so i said then she said then the child gets the next week's homework and i said then she said the next week again the child will come and wrongly evaluate herself i said then what do you do we do nothing until the time that the child realizes that i have to do this homework for my own happiness the assessment is also for my own truth my own authenticity and my own reality which then makes the child live in the true self rather than in the false self and samriddhi the reason for so much of mental health problems and reduction in happiness levels is because of inauthentic living because of too much contrast too much comparison too much approval seeking behavior too much looking good too much playing to the gallery so imagine at such a young age you are being motivated not motivated you are being told that no benefit in living in the false self live in the true self enjoy the painting enjoy the homework so this was a small thing and i brought about huge changes in the way i teach providing enormous safety to especially egoistic people when they refuse to learn first give them safety and then they open up and then they learn wow that was an amazing story it was such a thoughtful and innovative way of teaching true life skills to young kids and honestly speaking i hadn't ever even imagined of such a beautiful methodology of teaching existing in this world especially for young kids yeah and i personally feel that you know safety providing safety to the emotional self because we have in our selves there are people amongst us who are like rancho rancho from three idiots who are quite happy they are quite inventive they are quite original they are not constantly seeing themselves from the eyes of others but it's not an easy journey samriddhi to you know as someone said kya sochenge log sabse bada rog from being so concerned about how many likes did i get on insta and to a journey to say i'll be happy with less likes also and more likes also i'll be okay with a pimple on my skin also and without a pimple on my skin also right <laughs> okay with a little bit of bulging tire around my waistline and without <laughs> it also mental health requires these small things where we have to get comfortable under our own skin 
but the right. journey to that comfort is not very easy my turn samriti yeah what are some of the areas where uh, the youths today is uncomfortable under their skin and why oh wow yeah that's a good question so i'd say there still are people in our indian society who see fair as beautiful and tanned as not so beautiful and then they come insecurities along with the color of your own skin in my experience there still exists a desire to be fairer among the youth of india maybe because most people still believe in external beauty more than internal beauty not realizing that external beauty is like a child bubble too momentary unlike the eternal internal beauty the forever kind so this is the one thing and if i talk about the other things then there is something called intelligence wisdom uh, for say this person is more intelligent or wiser than you comparisons when we make it also causes self doubt conflicts within oneself and yeah it is actually self destructive it if not taken in a constructive way so yeah oh nice and what is the what is the role uh, parents create in comparisons of iq eq do they do the adults play a role in that frankly speaking yes i do think adults do play a vital role in that be it teachers or parents because in our indian society majority of the parents knowingly or unknowingly make a stark comparison and it really can become very comparative uh and on a lighter note i don't know but let me explain so they would compare you to your own siblings they would compare you to sharma ji ka ladka they'll compare you to like pretty much everybody you know no matter how how well you're doing in your own field they have to compare you to someone better or maybe not better you know someone who's doing something entirely different like whose career is not similar to you whose who whose interests are not similar to you they still would compare you to them and that literally creates a lot of differences because if we talk about indian uh, education system then uh, doctors and engineers and ias they are considered to be elite class jobs they are considered to be i mean they are valuable if somebody does not want to do that but he wants to pursue his own thing his own interest then I really think that there are a lot of parents even today who do not support their child. So I think there is a huge role that parents and all the adults play. Sure. And what a tough job it must be for the parents to create the fine balance between uh freedom and discipline. Right. Because uh when you are bringing up someone who's still developing if you give too much freedom it becomes licentiousness and the parents when giving freedom are scared that the child gets spoiled and when they are trying to discipline the child they are fearing that the child is going to get suppressed repressed depressed yeah and uh, to walk the middle path between discipline and freedom must be pretty difficult for teachers as well as parents but in the process unfortunately the child suffers because uh, so many times parents don't know whether they should compare the child or not compare the child 
what are they supposed to do when the child says that i'll open a youtube channel but actually the child is not wanting to work hard yeah so when you give freedom and freedom gets misused then uh, it's really heartbreaking for the parents so i think on on that subject can i comment a little bit on what to do if your parents are not giving you enough freedom or the right balance between freedom and discipline yeah absolutely that would be a great topic to discuss thank you so i think uh, parents uh, most of the parents are quite busy i mean uh, you we there is not enough luxury that you have a dedicated parent who is catering to your needs and even if the parent is at home then the parents may not be equipped enough to answer the questions or the confusions of the youth of today so anyone between let's say 17 to 25 has so many questions and uh, what they do is that when it's around their career they'll go to some career counselors the career counselors so many times are not role models and that can be really frustrating for the youth of today that what do i do in life and the career counselor says go to canada australia <laughs> and if someone says go to australia and your parents don't have enough money you're further frustrated yeah. and if the career counselor says do mba but you've got a lot of entrepreneurial fire in you since the career counselor is not a role model your parents may not be role model and that's not the parents fault the right. teacher who is in your school has never done a business never set up a podcast so the teacher cannot guide you and uh, there is uh, there is confusion and frustration that goes on and uh, i think uh, if if ever some parents get to listen to this i think the parents have to take the child through four stages and the four stages are very important for developing self esteem self confidence self trust self concept what are those four stages and most of us are not lucky enough to get those four levels of development uh, in our emotional personality because only 5 or 6% of the parents are really brilliant at parenting because they have <laughs> yeah. not done their masters in parenting they, right. they are parenting because i mean nature teaches them only to a certain extent if everyone was a great parent then we would have amazing citizens all over the world but i think there are four things that must uh, that a personality and inner personality must get the first one is safety to feel that the universe is a safe space that it's okay to experiment that if you if you work hard and it doesn't work out then the then you are not going to be compared as long as you worked hard as long as this is not being misused so the first level of development a person must have is safety so when you are starting mashiyali and you are constantly getting attacked why are you doing this wasting your time what's going to come out of it will people pay you for it that is done and you still go ahead with your pursuits hats off to you but if there is a lot of attack on you that what will come out of this now that means safety is taken away so crucial is for the development of the youth is to get safety so my first message is if you can't get safety from parents teachers counselors neighbors etc find intelligent people who will give you safety so this is the first one 
after safety people must get in touch with what is it that they want what is it that they like to do uh, kind of things now it's not easy to get in touch with what is it that you like to do when i ask the youth of today what would you like to do some of them say i would like to play soccer and scuba diving now hobbies are not professions hobbies may become professions most of the times reading comics uh, relaxing just swimming what is the difference between a hobby and a profession a profession is something where you will put in consistent effort and it will be of value to others also a hobby is something where you may or may not put in the effort effort is upward you know upstream you are swimming upstream you are building towards excellence so in a hobby you may do it just to kind of refresh yourself rejuvenate yourself but in a profession you deliver not just value to yourself but value to others and value to others for which others are willing to pay value so i think it's the second message is that not only find someone safe but a differentiate between hobby and profession sometimes hobby may become profession but more often than not profession should be something where you use your talent that if you are good samriddhi at people management empathizing communication articulation multilingual uh, providing a, a shoulder to people who are in pain understanding people's pain before they understand their own pain now these are your talents uh, samriddhi and you may do this as a hobby to help your neighborhood child whose mother might have slapped him and he is depressed you may do it as a help or as a purpose and you may even do it as a profession lucky you but not everyone may have that clarity so in the emotional journey a person must know get safety from somewhere so that you are true self so that you can be honest in a situation second is you must try to get in touch with the difference between a hobby and profession and know your true feelings etc the other two we will talk another time is it my turn to ask the question yes please yes okay let's let's uh, convert the conversation to what is it that's making people happy and genuinely happier these days not just uh, superficial stuff in that youth what is making things truly genuinely inspiring and enriching and meaningful for this a full of energy youth everybody has their own definition of what inspiration and happiness means to them some people who i talk to they think that happiness is just a state of being and it should come naturally to you but there are some other people who believe that we have to constantly put in efforts so that we can be happy engage ourselves in positive talk positive self talk and like all things positive kind of like to have to feel that sense of happiness to feel that joy uh if i say what makes people happier i think in my experience it's gratitude people who practice gratitude people who are thankful to others who who don't take things for granted have been proven to be more happier than the people who take things for granted it's been from the ages of plato and aristotle till till this date i think gratitude is the biggest factor if we consider to happiness and small acts of kindness like uh, just 
uh, something as simple as feeding your cat or any stray dog or helping a random person out even though he or she might not be asking you for that i think that is what is true happiness because i don't think happiness lies in materialistic things be it anything some people who actually practice gratitude and then there's a, like a totally different set of people who think if they get a certain number of likes on their posts then that makes them happy or a certain branded thing that makes them happy so i think that differs for every person and for inspiration you know everybody gets insp- inspiration from different people people earlier used to take inspiration from nature and that happens till date you know people get inspired by nature and as you told you thought of making people learn things through nature you know so i think that differs for everybody it's about perspective it's about how they look at things sure 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 what a great perspective that uh, acts of kindness can increase uh, happiness levels in fact there is a book by uh, someone called sonia lumberski i hope i'm pronouncing the name correctly but it's written as s o n j a i pronounced as sonia so uh, she talked about that uh, when you do random acts of kindness then happiness goes down which means occasionally you feed the cat or the dog once in 6 months then it could end up producing guilt if you do consistent acts of kindness then happiness level goes up so i think that's a good one and what you have also said is that happiness uh, means different things to different people it could be about looking good it could be about uh, being fairer or darker or tanned it could be in terms of your weight it could be in terms of the number of friends you have are you in a relationship uh, do you want to break out of a toxic relationship <laughs> some people want to get into a relationship some want to get out some want a profession some want to go abroad some don't want to go abroad mostly may want to go abroad some want to travel some want stability some like mercy some like justice so uh, but i think uh, what i've seen uh, in uh, today's world is that especially you know when uh, i was uh, fortunate enough to attend this udyami utsav which was an amazing four day festival of social entrepreneurs and these are entrepreneurs who are helping the bottom of the pyramid they are helping causes they are building uh, products out of waste they are saving the planet they are saving the gender these people essentially are earning but giving and they are cooperating and And they are taking everyone together and i did see in my chats with social entrepreneurs who are not just working for profits but for working for planet for climate uh, for people for poor uh, for animals whether it is uh, you know donkey milk or whatever treating the donkey better now these people were truly looking very happy were they not making money no they are making money do were they wearing good uh, dress yeah they were were they looking happy yeah they were were they becoming more specialized in their talent yes they were so i think these people had found that sweet spot that when diagram the intersection point between passa purpose and passion the message that i i really want to communicate here is that everyone somebody is not so fortunate to be able to find the sweet spot between what you love doing whether you'll get money for it and whether it is not just good for you but good for the masses for example when i teach uh, a subject like interviewing skills 
now that can be used in the corporate sector that can also be used for marrying and if the marriage doesn't go too well then i also teach conflict resolution skills <laughs> so fortunately my profession helps people it's part of my profession of learning sharing learning sharing and it does not give me paisa it gives me dollars and rupees also so it just doesn't give me bread and butter it gives me bread butter and jam <laughs> yeah so so now i think a very important point i want to say is that today we get so many film stars who come on the tv on social media and they will say find a profession which has a purpose and what does purpose mean a sense of giving back a sense of gratitude something that will help the society and uh, i have seen too many of the youth get getting confused looking for a purpose before the passion or before the paisa now the question uh, samriddhi is that if we have to rank paisa purpose passion then what is number 1 what is number 2 and what is number 3 obviously the dreamy answer the utopian answer the wishful answer is i want all three yeah but if one were to say you can choose only one and in the next question one can say you can only choose two out of three and then obviously everyone wants three out of three and when people come confused and they say that listen i want to work only for waste management but there are not enough jobs in waste management i want to work only with ngo or development agencies where i can serve the poor and help the aids victims in africa there aren't enough jobs in that and i want dollar jobs because when i work with the united nations then i get a dollar job i am an expat posting so they want paisa also and i am fond of nursing so i'd love to nurse patients i'd love to go and help but all these three don't come along very easily so may i go ahead and rank them or do you want to rank them first Okay so if i were to arrange them according to me then is like oh there is a bit confusion between paisa and purpose you know they both like you know okay so first will first will be um passion then paisa no 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 yeah passion paisa and purpose we are yeah but <laughs> love that i'm so glad you are sorted you know samriddhi and carry this message to everyone that you meet that try to get into a space where you can use your signature strengths where you can use your psychological preferences and strengths if you are good in communicating empathy uh you know grasping people's pain articulating multilingual if you can use all these things these are your strengths in any job it will become a passionate job even better would be that you got into the role of a counselor that to a multilingual counselor yeah. then it's a perfect fit but if you don't get the perfect fit because we are a large population the world is a large population you don't don't always get the right job and i i will sit at home and be a burden on my parents until i get the right job please like the ranking that you have done go find your passion and if you found your passion make a lot of money out of it and if you want to give back to the society you don't always have to give time to the society or mind to the society you can also give money to the society warren buffett does not give time to the society but he has given 32 billion dollars yeah. back to the society so it's not always important that 
who are you going to help you put fund companies or ngos or communities or efforts if you want to give back but i think you've sequenced them so well samriddhi i'm so happy that tell the youth find your passion go for it if you are good in welding become a welder if you want to become a manager of welder do an M- do welding and do mba now you'll be a manager of welders no and no i will do a wave soldering good now you will make even more money so get your passion right get your paisa right and purpose flows as your desires get satisfied as you identify with the pains of people as they and you become one purpose naturally flows purpose flows through identification when you are working with the welding workers or the carpentry workers or you are teaching people or selling coca cola or sugared water or in pharma industry or genome or genetics or precision medicine or robotics or ai you can find your purpose there also too many people listen to talks by film stars so if a priyanka chopra comes and says find your purpose and this youth of india gets confused where to go and help then i tell them first help yourself so very very well done on that and i hope that this particular message is a very important one and people are not confused between passion paisa purpose this is crucial otherwise they become warped then they criticize money and they make evil out of money and uh, they keep waiting for their passionate profession not realizing if you use your strengths that also is a way of having a passionate thing does that make sense to you yes absolutely doubtless it does make sense to me now let me ask you one question which is totally of the blue we hear a lot of people saying that this person has shown his or her true colors or something on those lines you know they say with time you get to see one's true colors but if i talk about myself what i believe is that everyone is a rainbow and not one particular color per se and we all are rainbows and we don't really have one side to us i mean actually we exhibit all our behaviors as per the situation we are into basically what i mean is that we respond according to the situation we are in and i would really love to know what do you have to say about it <laughs> Okay um, I think this is a very mature question Samriddhi I was not expecting that uh, you'll ask me but fortunately having lived you know two three times more number of years on the planet with a learning curve because aging does not mean a wisdom aging with learning curve going up means wisdom so what happens is that uh, even in schools and colleges but as you go by in life you meet all sorts of people the well intentioned the ill intentioned the we people the i people there are some people who will say you me and hum whereas others will say i my life my wife whatever <laughs> so yeah. so i think your point uh, your way of looking at people is really wonderful and very healthy that people are uh, rainbow colors and everyone has got various aspects to it but i want to sharpen the discussion a little bit and say that what if you go through people who are difficult people who are out there to be vicious towards you and if you are virtuous and if you are honestly virtuous and you come across vicious people first of all it is important to find out how to find out 
you know how will you know what is the intent of a person and remember that intent is uh, is known by actions so the manifestation of intent is actions so if you want to know the character of a person while i know samriddhi is saying that everyone has got good and bad i get the point but i'm saying that if a person has more bad than good then you have to learn to protect yourself also right you can say uh, you can't say wickedness wickedness is goodness bereft of a guide no there is wickedness yeah. and you better take care of yourself otherwise the person is going to run away with your treasury <laughs> and then you will say oh it's okay maybe karma will punish him no karma won't karma may punish you you have to see uh, whether people how do they spend their time what is temp t e m p so temp is time effort money position how do they invest their time where do they put their effort where do they put their money and where do they use their position if they are using their time effort money position only for i i i i i then my request to all of you would be uh, be a tortoise get your shell ready get your shield there don't use it but carry a helmet uh because uh, there are both types that exist you will get a cuddleable dog or puppy that you can take into your bed and the puppy will keep your feet warm but you can't do that with a snake and say what a cute snake he is <laughs> yeah take it to the bed then you and the snake can go to the bed together but only one will get up so <laughs> yeah so i feel that uh, while i agree with you and i think your mindset is very beautiful and very healthy that everyone has got different colors i would say that uh, don't get fooled by that uh, and don't become excessively cynical or suspicious but be objective and when you know people are start starting their own startups they go to new colleges they have roommates they get into relationships i have come across so many uh, kids of my friends who've had uh, terrible heart breaks because they were not good in assessing others so we need objectivity sakshi bhav sense of witness to know what is the reality rather than live in a imaginary uh, positive world i'm not saying the world is not positive but but people must understand the truth also i hope this is not a very harsh kind of a <laughs> answer no 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 it's it's truly it's it's the reality that happens right you are totally right and you answered that so beautifully adam so i'm so thankful for you that you took your time out again to re-record this whole thing because we i understand you have a lot more commitments to make but still you manage your time i'm so grateful for that and thank you so much for being here with us atma siali it really means a lot to us anything for the youth of this nation and anything for your team all the my best wishes to you and uh, i hope this continues forever and Thank does so stop in 20 30 40 years it must be a movement and a mission that must always carry on so my best wishes to the entire team on this and well done on the hard work and the inspiration
we so appreciate you guys for being really patient with us and for listening to this podcast till the end i'm so happy that you have made it to the end and i'll be back the next sunday with one of the best selling authors in india miss tuti changle so don't forget to join our chatty conversation the coming saturday as she'll talk you through some of her real life stories that you can have a sneak peek at with this is me signing off See you next Sunday and until then spread love spread happiness